Do you know that dance is also the language of demons? Welcome to the Spoilers Podcast. My name is Jamin. I'm Katie. And I'm Hannah. And today we're talking about Suspiria, aka the first movie that's given me a nightmare in about 12 years. So, um, Katie, I think this was your pick. Yes, it was. <laughs> Why? I just like it a lot. <laughs> I've liked it ever since it came out when I went to go see it. And I had to go see it in uh, Eau Claire because it's one of those movies where oh, it was yeah. cool, but they decided to fucking put it in the boonies so no one could go see it. It's funny that so. we consider like a downtown core movie theater the boonies. Yeah, well, it's always empty, and they always have the random artsy film playing there. That's that true. Won't be playing anywhere else. The so. only like artsy, like good films that play are always there or in the Globe. Yeah. Yeah, the Globe was what I would have expected. I think more. the Globe played Rama. Probably. Unless mm-hmm. they get like any kind of Oscar recognition, because that Nicole Kidman movie came out. I don't remember what it's called. I never remember. Uh. And. Um, it came out in, like, December, but it literally wasn't anywhere, and I think it was maybe showing in Eau Claire, like, once, but it got some Oscar recognition, like, coming up, and so now it's in Chinook, so hmm. the more you know. Yeah. Hmm. So, well, I'm, I'm going to spoil <laughs> Suspiria <laughs> for you. Um, Dakota Johnson, whose character's name I cannot remember. Susie. Uh, Susie. Yeah, Susie is Madame Suspirium, a.k.a. the the dancing ginger is actually a demon. Or witch? Witch demon? She's a witch. Yeah. Is the most powerful weird? witch, though. What? Was it a wig? Or was it her real hair? It's got to be a wig. And nobody has that ginger of hair? No, it just didn't look but quite her hair's brown. Like so like They could have bleached it and then tried. I don't know. It was a really nice color. It just fucks up your hair, though. Yeah. Like, if you wanted to lighten it, like if it's brown, theoretically, and you're going to lighten it and do all that and not make it look coppery and whatever i guess you have a, if you have a lot of time and money sure but i feel like i, feel like it was I also wig. feel like her hair it wasn't was that long it was so long yeah, so I'm, I'm pretty sure it was a wig <laughs> yeah you know what i'll it. go with your uh, special effects knowledge on that <laughs> i'm like 80% sure it's a wig i'm obsessed with trying to find the wigs <laughs> in movies i can't help it okay so i i really admire that they managed to make tilda swinton 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 like the most disgusting blob of flesh <laughs> That, that was such great practical effects on their part. She's also, like, not in the credits. Like what? Mother Marcos. Oh. So it's kind of great that they just sort of made this blob of a character and then didn't <laughs> see who played her. her. No. Did they, um, did they credit her as the doctor? They gave, like, a fake name. Like, if you go on IMDb, it's, like, a different, like, this weird German male name. Oh. Yeah. Fancy. I know. So, because I, like, looked when I watched it the second time, I was like, hey, have they got fake names in here? Have they got Tilda Swinton in here? Like, were people just not paying attention? And I, like, looked, and they do have a fake name for the guy, but they don't even list Marcos, so. <laughs> it's just Marco. <laughs> Across from it, like, nobody plays Marco. Like, when they have, like, a, a dog that, like, has the same name as the character dog name. Yeah. They just put the dog name mm-hmm. in the credits. That's that's what they did. Oh, boy. Okay, so highlights. What are the, like, the three most messed up parts that you that you can remember from this movie? For uh, me, it's like the... Uh, the first spell. Yeah. Like the one that, that blinds the Olga. Yeah. Yeah, like laughing at her face and she starts crying. And then like the, uh, the super powerful Tai Chi moves that she does. Like, <laughs> okay. like, I could kick your ass, I'm not even in the same room kind of deal. Yeah. Oh, that messed me up. And then they dragged her body out by hooks. That is, that's the part of my nightmare. Yep. Um, the dream sequences are pretty graphic. Mm-hmm. I would and say then, those are startling mm-hmm. for me. 
Oh, and um, the the room where uh, Chloe Grace Moretz was like this old withered bag of yuck. Mm-hmm. And then getting her leg snapped by a hole that opens up in the ground. Yeah, that was interesting. That was that was pretty gross. Just yeah. the bone kind of. Ah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, top three moments was the first spell, like the whole spell when Dakota was uh, dancing, or Susie, I guess. I should call them by their character names <laughs> um, when they were dancing. And then the scene where they were talking telepathically, but like only for half of the conversation. Mm-hmm. That scene, I loved that scene. And then obviously the end. When you find out that she's Suspiria. <laughs> that just like power word kills everybody. Yeah, that was fun. Did that happen in the original movie? Did you watch the original? Yeah. Did that same thing happen? No. I haven't watched it. It's different. Okay. Like, so basically what happened is, like, Luca Guadagnino really likes the first one because he, like, grew up with it. And so basically what he did, what he he was like, I'm not going to remake it, but I'm going to do something that, like, completely just pays homage to it. So it's uh. its its own story and stuff, but it's got some of the same characters, but it's it's basically an adaptation of sorts, but not... So it's, like, based on not, yeah. like, okay. They've done their own thing with it, but they haven't mm-hmm. wrecked it or anything because it's just different, so. Same vibe, different story, pretty much. Yeah. Okay. And some people love this one or hate it, and it also depends on their opinion of the old one, so. I can't imagine somebody, like, growing up on a movie like this, so. Yeah. The, Speaks volumes. I don't think it was as weird. <laughs> the first one's definitely weirder. Like, it's definitely, like, this one's kind of artsy for this day and age, but artsy for this day and age versus artsy from the 80s is, like, there's still more description like now like if you watch an artsy movie kind of like this like you still have some kind of plot line and stuff like the first one doesn't even have much plot in it there's lots of dancing and there's lots of music and like cinematography and things like that but there's no like definite witch explanation or anything like that so I don't know you kind of just live through this American character and and there's amazing sets and things, but you don't really, like, experience all the other characters mm-hmm. a lot and things like that, so. I kind of want to watch the old one now to compare it. It's also got weird music in it. I love like, weird good music. weird or Yeah, just like, weird? they okay, got okay. some random, they got some <laughs> random. Uh, Ben's very excited about the music. <laughs> they got some random um, non-English musician to do oh, the perfect. entire score. Just kind of like they got Tommy Work to do the entire score for the new one, so. The music in this one is so. The audio in general. So good. The like, cinematography. I like the dancing scenes, just the way they film them. Mm-hmm. I'm always obsessed with how, like, uh, dancing is filmed. I, sometimes I'm like, this is filmed so terribly. And then sometimes, like, in the, this in this film, it's phenomenal. What was the film that you went to go see during Calgary Film Fest? Climax. That one was really good for filming dancing, too. I yes. watched maybe the first 20 minutes before I had to go start another film. Yeah. I also had to like look through a peephole that was taller than me, so <laughs> you it was like painful. You didn't miss much. You basically saw what the movie was mm. for like two hours. Oh, it was fun though. It was fun. It was messed up, but it was really fun. I enjoyed myself. I when I tested it, we have to watch um, like the first scene somewhere in the middle and somewhere in the end to make sure the audio is all good. Yeah. And I like literally saw three of the most disturbing scenes, and I was like, Yeah, this was fun. <laughs> <laughs> a lot happens. <laughs> <laughs> That was long, right? That was like two and a half hours or something. I yeah, think. Yeah, it was one of the longer films. Yeah, there. so there was a lot of weird shit that happened that you kind of just ran into Dancing that way. Then. And then, like bloody, and I was like <laughs> screaming. Yes. Yeah, that's that was an interesting movie. 
Sue. French films, y'all. <laughs> French films. Just foreign in general. Yeah. Like actually. this one, uh, they're, French, the cinematography though. for this one. Yeah. They, they, it was f- so many 70s kind of uh, shots. Like there was like the mm-hmm. one where like the background was compressed and you had uh, Anna and the Susie. 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 I'm gonna just <laughs> you watch Fifty Shades of Grey. <laughs> <laughs> I'll never tell. Uh, you had you I had Susie in the in the foreground and like they compressed. Um, was she Marcos in that one or which? No, they zoomed into Tilda Miss Swinton. Blind. She like whipped her yeah. head over her shoulder and was watching her, and they fast zoomed in and then they compressed the background. I, just, well, I can't remember what which character she was in that moment. She's so many. Was it was she Madame Blanc? Madame yeah. Blanc. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And just like there, it's like so compressed. And it almost looked like it wasn't it was even the a real effect. It's yeah, like one of my favorite effects. Well, um, they have a lot of those shots in the first movie, so that's mm-hmm. why they've included them in that in makes this sense. Movie. Um, Same with the crazy zooms. That, There's lots of those in the first yeah. one too. The diner scene. I know it's like really like kind of nondescript, but the way that scene is filmed, super duper like old school. Mm-hmm. Like just the way the camera kind of floats through, it's super old school. That was kind of like the first scene where I was like, okay, yeah, they're definitely going for vintage. Like, yeah, yeah, cinematography style. Um, do we want to go plot wise? Yeah, let's yeah. go plot by plot. Okay, let's walk somebody through this movie. <laughs> yeah, so, <laughs> so if you, they don't, if get you too don't want the if you don't want the uh, video version of it, here's a, a brief description <laughs> of Suspiria. It will provide sound effects for the gross scenes. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Got to start off with like the throaty mouth breathing of uh, this weird. poor sick Mennonite woman. <laughs> There you go. <laughs> I got you. Just imagine that it. for five more minutes. Um, yeah, played over Tom York's Suspirium. Um, anyway, I so yeah, we open with like um, the psychiatrist's office with Chloe mm-hmm. Grace Moretz. Yep. Walking in, and she thinks she like brings up the idea that she thinks there's witches in the studio. And uh, then we go over to like the uh, the woman that's bedridden. You don't get stated. She is Susie's mom, I guess. Yeah. But you don't really get told that immediately. There, it's kind of just this weird offside set thing going on for a good part of the movie. Yeah, it's like <laughs> not like plot related until the end. You're like, oh. No, I know. But it's not really plot related. It is in the sense that that it relates, well, and then it is in the sense that they it, don't fucking touch it until like it sets up the entire reveal. <laughs> yeah, but at the same time, the reveal would just be as just as good if we didn't have her. Although I'm pretty happy that like they did it the way that they did because yeah. it would have been really easy to do way more of it than they needed to. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. So there's a lot of movies like that where you do. Um, this weird offside, but you do it for way more than you should, and then by the end of it, it's like, we don't yeah. know what's going on. Like, the I audience doesn't was, know why this is in here. I think it was a good nugget to have, <laughs> like, that really good line at the end where she's, like, my greatest, like, evil or, like, sin or something. Mm-hmm. I think that was, like, a good nugget to have it, like, planted in, because you're like, why why do we have this wheezing lady? Why is she here? The, like, the whole time. when you Like, you kind of forget about her, and then you see her. I think it's, like, a good... I understand why they did it. I just don't think it was a hundred percent necessary. Mm-hmm. Um, what else? Yeah, there's lots of shots in that scene. I I like wrote. Um, they've got a picture on the wall that it's all like embroidered, and it says like a mother's a woman who can take the place of all others, but whose place no one else can take. And I thought that was pretty interesting that they've got that little mm-hmm. framework in there. Um, Sneaky. Yeah, and then. Uh, we got the first Tom York little piece in that scene, which is great. 
Um, Again, so good. Yeah. So all of it. <laughs> all of it. The vinyl's actually great. Yeah. I like, bought it for my boyfriend, and it's the record's hot pink. It's oh. a double LP. It looks oh. gorgeous. I know. Um, Dakota Johnson. So then we see her after that scene in Berlin, kind of looking for this studio. Foreshadowing number one. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, she finds the Academy. There's lots of those intense zoom shots. Um, there's also like when she's like stretching and things like that and getting ready to audition, you can see the dance hall and there's lots of like data art in there. So like data art is like art that's not really, it's supposed to break the traditions of what art was. And that was very popular going into the seventies. Um, so anyway, it's just kind of a little mm-hmm. tidbit if you were, my boyfriend's an art nerd, so he was like, mm. so, <laughs> so <laughs> <He was> excited. <laughs> yeah, so I just noticed like that's, all that stuff's on the walls, which is kind of neat because the original one takes place in the 70s, so then you got this data mm-hmm. art that's taking, bringing it into the set, yeah. A anyway, <laughs> detail in this film. Yeah, there's lots to look at. You should have watched it a second time. I got it on Blu-ray, so you let me know. <laughs> this time with subtitles. It'll actually have subtitles, yeah. <laughs> this time with They're subtitles. actually kind of cool. Um, I haven't watched it yet, I like, but I remember from when I saw it in the theater, the f- like, it's all color-coded, so the French subtitles are in blue and the German ones are in red, so if you couldn't hear it for whatever reason, like, you couldn't recognize the difference, then <laughs> they're literally telling you. Um, so, what else is there? The When she auditions, the dance teachers say that they prefer to dance without music, which I thought was interesting because that's kind of the point of dancing. Yeah, is with music. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then um, there's a lot of cutting between, like, Tilda Swinton's dance instruction and um, Dakota's audition mm-hmm. before she even kind of, and then she randomly shows up and there's the intense Zune. But she, like, has this weird connection where she, like, feels that, there's somebody else there, which is kind of interesting because that's mm-hmm. some foreshadowing connection. That was stuff. the first uncomfortable scene for me. Is yeah. it dancing without music? Mm. Yeah, it was just a lot of breathing, a lot of slapping sounds. Well, it's like that's what it's like when you dance without music. Like, yeah, it's true. <laughs> <laughs> like it was just so uncomfortable for me. Yeah, and to this... like see it on film, I think without music was uncomfortable. And you couldn't even play it off as funny. Like you could feel the intensity already because of, like. She's under severe observation from these dance yeah. instructors. Mm-hmm. There wasn't like a, there was no humor. Like any other film, I think, there, like I would have been able to laugh at the scene, but I, I couldn't laugh. Like I was just kind of like, this is making me uneasy. <laughs> and I think that was the point of the scene too. They were like, I want to freak you out. Yeah. And I'm like, mm, well done. Well, I, I was told that like the sound of hearing that was also making other people uneasy <laughs> when they didn't have the video. <laughs> oh, the thunk, thunk, thunk. <laughs> Swivel. Well, the choreography is so like aggressive and invasive too. So yeah. it's not like you're watching ballet or something, which has classical music anyway. But it's still not like that weird to watch if you didn't have music because mm-hmm. you know it's dead, like ballet. But this is kind of like your weird lyrical contemporary type mm-hmm. dance, and so it's quite expressive. And so it's kind of weird when you don't have music because you're hearing all the expressiveness. Yeah. And it's kind of yeah. I think that scene was like kind of also a little bit of foreshadowing, like. The, the choreo that they made her do, it just was, like, all raw power. Mm-hmm. Again, piece of foreshadowing that she's Mother Suspiria. Yeah. I think, like, that she has that raw power, but I don't know. Um, after all of that, there's, let's see here. Dakota states that she doesn't need home preparation and she can just start right away. She does that thing where she's, like, 
people want to talk about like where she's from and stuff and she doesn't want to talk about it and she mm-hmm. doesn't like allude to anything and so you're kind of like oh what's the big deal like why did you randomly come to berlin and you don't have any desire to let anybody know back home where you are or what you're doing so that was interesting um and then she's staying in a hotel like until she gets accepted but she gets accepted but is still staying there for like a night or two and like she meets that sarah girl she shows up mm-hmm. and kind of talks to her and stuff uh what else um, there's also all the Berlin stuff going on, like, cause Berlin Wall of 70s. Um, yeah, it took me a second to place what they were talking about because I, I literally kept thinking of World War II for some reason. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, the World War has been over for a long time. And then I was like, wait, the wall. <laughs> talking about communism now, not fascism. Right. Yeah. It took um, me like probably a good half hour of watching the film to go, well i think it helps with establishing along with i guess if you had subtitles it would have helped but Mm -hmm. yeah when they've got like the like german radio going they're talking about hostages and things like that and i understand stuff like that i understand it i understood just enough (laughs) of like the french and german mixed in with enough of like the acting Mm -hmm. that i was like okay i understand what's happening in most scenes yeah i had to look up stuff later to like clarify exactly but Mm -hmm. um yeah, they're, I I think that that's the part. I can't remember if that comes later or before, but there is that one particular part where they have this similar setting of all the women kind of sitting and they're talking about who they think the actual mother is and they do a vote count. Uh, and some of them think that it's Marcos and some of them think it's Blanc. And you don't really get told who Marcos is, but there's this heavy assumption that Marcos is, like, in power over them, wh- whoever they are. And... Um, they're talking about one of them being the true mother and stuff like that. And, you, of course, you don't know anything, so that's kind of interesting. Um, they were talking about also Patricia, like Chloe Grace Moretz's character, being the wrong girl mm-hmm. or something. So they messed up in a way by, like, screwing her up. But And there's this underlying tone that she's kind of missing or that she's just left. Yeah, But I no mean, one's saying anything. Everybody talks about her, like, having run away. Yeah. And you assume because the first time you see her, she's not in the academy that she did run away, that yeah. she got away. Because she's quite spooked and stuff, so you think, oh, she must have booked it. But yeah. No. <laughs> but they're, like, not alarmed by it, so you can tell that they probably took care of her. <laughs> yeah. Um, <coughs> excuse me. Um, then we go back to, like, the old man traveling to his, like, country house like, we watch him, like, he comes back after that weird psychiatrist scene, and that's the scene where you just, we film him walking all the way to his house um, that's out in the middle of nowhere. And all he does when he goes there is he eats and reads, and he talks to his wife that's, like, not there. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of interesting, because that's the first introduction we get to that. Shout out to Tilda Swinton, because she also plays the old man. Yeah. I was wondering what was up with this old man's voice. I'm like... <laughs> You're a little squeaky. He's just a little squeaky old man. Just so the prosthetics department. I know, amazing. Is so good in this film. Oh my also, god. Also, this poor guy had to use like a passport to get to and from work. I think I would have yeah. just called it quits if I was him. <laughs> I would have just quit my job. Yeah. <laughs> Even after finding out though, like if you go back and watch it again, because like of course you watch it and then you find out and then I, that's how I went. I went to the theater and then mm-hmm. later I found out that that. Because you can't tell in the fucking movie. Like, there's no ben way. Ben told me. Because I was like, I know she plays another character. And yeah. Ben was like, it's he. she plays the uh, psychiatrist. And I was like, no. Yeah, if you, like, went back to watch it right now, you still wouldn't be able to tell. There's not, like, oh, 
obviously yeah. now I can see it. There's, no, there's, there's no, no way. There's no tell until the act's <laughs> completely different with both characters, like her tells and stuff. Yeah. So it's like, if I didn't know, I wouldn't have known. Yeah, so I don't understand. Like, props to her. She should have gotten some Oscar recognition for that. But, you know. She deserves so We much. all know why that's not the case. Mm-hmm. There's, like, a several different reasons why Suspiria is not in an Oscar thing. <laughs> I think it should just win all the awards, even though it's not nominated. Yeah. And just, like... <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait to see what uh, crappy film is going to win all the awards this year. <laughs> um, what else? So after that, they is the whole Olga scene. So yep. her talking about she kind of dismisses in front of everybody that she doesn't know where Patricia is. And Tilda's like, wait, nobody knows where Patricia is kind of thing. Like, you don't have to freak out. And, she, and then like, she freaks out. Freaks out, calls them witches, leaves. Doesn't get to leave. Yeah, there's two, <laughs> there's two witches that walk dies. up the stairs and like just just laugh at her face, casting that. That was a great shot, actually. Too. The laughing that freaked me out. Yeah, just the evil like classic witch cackling. Like, well, because they've done it in a way where like it's it seems like that part of the scene is still going on, but they've also filmed the section where she just stops and looks at her and isn't laughing, but they've like interjected them. Yeah. Like just how blurry neat. it was, too. It was just such a good way to cut that scene together. There was just yeah. much of, like, disjointed editing that yeah. it was creepy, but not so disjointed that it wasn't the same scene. Yeah, and it's done in a way where they haven't, like, just stopped to look at her to cast a spell, but it's almost like they've done it. To um, mock her in a way, too. Yeah, and they've done it in a way where they probably could have just been walking up the stairs, but yeah. they've filmed it and edited it in such a way that it looks like they've just done it maybe in her mind or something. Yeah, like you know? she saw them doing it, yeah. but they didn't actually like look at her mm-hmm. the whole yeah. time. I legit had to so wipe good. my eyes after that. I'm like, oh, is something wrong with me right now? <laughs> it's really dry. It here. was like immediately during, as soon as she got into the mirrored room, Yeah, my mom was like, come grab dinner. And I was like... Yeah, okay. that was like the that'd be the worst part to eat. Grabbed at. dinner, sat down, pressed play. But like, you know, two minutes in, <laughs> pressed pause, had to go somewhere else to watch it because my dad was like, I'm going to vomit. <laughs> I was like, that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> that's okay. Yeah, no, that was grody. Yeah, that whole It's not as bad dancing. like the second time, I have to tell you. Yeah. It gets better. It was uh, what I'm really not saying like, don't be like, like appropriated to it. but like fluid. Yeah. yeah, that was like the part where, where she I was gets like, all like squeezed out, basically. Yeah, yeah it like the weird blood. thing on her side that was kind of like ringed out. Oh man! The, again, I think they pushed out her rib cage there. That yeah. was, I think that's what that was. That's what it was. It was just the rib cage bounding and then her organs pushing out into oh, it. Oh yeah. Because the other side of her is collapsed in. Oh yeah. god! Oh, again, I'm just glad the they didn't snap the elbow. Like that was the thing. Like if they snapped the elbow, I would have like I would have puked. Yeah. Again, the prosthetics department is insane. I think if it was blood, I would I would have been so grossed out. But the I, fact it was like this mysterious bubbly foam fluid. Because I've been okay to rationalize when I see blood on film that it's not real. That's the thing, right? Like if somebody's squishing you internally, there's not really you're not going to bleed out. Like yeah, like someone yeah. needs to get so nicked. Obviously, but that's why the internal bleeding, which we saw with the discoloration, yeah, and like lumpy part. You're going to have some intense bruising and stuff for sure, and maybe you'll get a bone or two poke out. But mm-hmm. that's like it's not gory. Like you're not yeah. going to explode. So that's probably why it's. It's harder to watch because it's not yeah. like gory. Oh, and then when they go to retrieve her, you, you could still hear her moaning. So yeah, like, they've got the sound amped up completely on her fucking wheezing. Oh and it's like great. God. And then I you like you see this. the hooks go in. Audio design is like never underestimate how much audio design can freak you out. 
especially yeah. in this. They've film. got like even they've even got like the automated sound effects of her stomach and things like that. Like once they're done with her, mm-hmm. it's like that's oh. that's the worst. You can still friggin' hear what's going on. That entire <laughs> oh. It's I, actually pretty cool, but... <laughs> oh, it's so good, but I'm so grossed out. Because, like, honestly, I watch most films, and they don't put that stuff in because they don't want people to be turned off. Oh, well, who cares, right? right? But, like, this film was just, like, it was such a visceral experience watching and experiencing the scenes and mm-hmm. stuff in this film that it, oh, it's so good, but it's so gross. And I, I relish being grossed out. When I see, like, prosthetics or, like, film work that, like, really gets me, like, mm-hmm. that's the sweet spot. And this film did that the entire way through. Yeah. Yeah, like, it takes a lot to rattle me, and the fact that this movie rattles me congratulations yeah oh the hook scene i actually like i like had dinner and i had to put it down until about halfway through the film to then continue eating dinner because i needed like a good pause yeah, between there's a lot those of scenes other and grody eating. stuff that happens too so it's not yeah. like it's not like after that it'd be like okay i can pick up my food yeah. like no like some of the fucking dream sequence things have like shots of gross things yep. too so the, yeah like, gross I, stuff throughout the movie the, the dream sequence known. just it it made sense in terms of like the story, but it also felt a little bit out of place. Do you know what I mean? Well, at the like, point, it was kind of a dream sequence. Yeah, but like the way it was edited was startling. That's what I mean. Because you would have yeah. random off-putting mm-hmm. sounds and noises and things, which I guess you would have in a dream anyway. But you never get to like sit and be awake and functioning and watch your dreams. So if you're watching something that's mm-hmm. kind of close or acting close in a way with sound and design to that, yeah. then you know, of course it's gonna be creepy. Yeah, I mean you aren't under the guise of sleeping and seeing it. Like it's not your sleeping mind experiencing this thing it's your waking mind and your waking mind attempts to rationalize things Mm -hmm. and you can't yeah with these sorts of things so that's i think that's why it felt so out of place but i think it was like a one it's just the way that i don't know what it is i think it's because a lot of the stuff isn't actually that startling i think it's just the way that they have the sound Mm -hmm. or the way that they like if they leave it lingering too long and stuff like they have the one shot where all the witches are just looking yeah i don't know if you guys remember that one part but it's a good like several seconds that they hold that shot for and it wouldn't be uncomfortable if you had some context or was it just a two second like back and forth type shot but Mm -hmm. it's not it's it's a dream sequence shot and it's there for several seconds and you're like wow i'm uncomfortable that all these women are looking at me (laughs) like stuff like that (laughs) I don't know who was in charge of editing, and I'm sure the director was was in the editing room. Yeah, um, they usually are. Yeah, most films allow. Some films don't. I don't know why, but a lot most films allow the director to be in there. Yeah, but the timing and like the pacing of not specifically just like the entire movie, um, but like just specific shots and every scene, every cut, every camera angle is so specifically timed. Mm-hmm. It's so good. This, again, this is a movie where it's, like, filled with details that matter and make it the way it is. Yeah. Right? Like, for sure. I can't, like, watching films like this makes me sad when we watch other films because there's so many throwaway scenes mm-hmm. in, like, just, like, any movie at any time period. But especially, like, now when we have so many movies being produced all the time, there's just so many throwaway scenes. I don't think there were any throwaway scenes in this one. Every scene was, like, really purposefully made a certain way. There was never a time where I was bored and I, like, looked back at it later and would be like, yeah, I don't care for that. I could have just taken that whole part of that movie out. Because there's lots of things you can, lots of movies that I've seen where I've been like, you didn't need this fucking 15 minutes of this mm-hmm. side storyline. But I was pleased with everything that I was shown in the two and a half hours. So I'm not sure how they did that, but I'm pretty happy about it. I don't know. That's, so. like, somebody who, like, genuinely <laughs> loves filmmaking and yeah, the film that they were making at the for time. For sure. Um, what's after that? Where were we? We're just talking about the dance scene. 
Okay. Yeah. Um, Dakota gets flashbacks of the childhood desire for Germany. She gets those random, like... It's not dream sequences, but... No, it's like childhood flashbacks. It's like, hey, we're focusing on America. Stop talking about Germany. Yeah. So there's all that weird... That's another weird sideline thing that's kind of combined with the mother sideline. Yeah. Um, Yeah, like her being drawn to this foreign country that, in all respects, is like totally alien to her. Yeah. Like, Like, she she was growing on, like, what, Mm -hmm. it was like this... um, I think it was a Mennonite community where it's like very closed off. Yeah, she also would have been raised in America where they would have literally hated Germany. Mm-hmm. Like, True. like there was no draw of, like, somebody could have been talking about Germany and how cool it was. Like, back then, no. Yeah. No, no, no. People didn't start re-liking Germany no. until, like, the 80s or 90s. Like, yeah, I think, again, that's, like, a thing where, like, if they took it out of the movie, I don't think there would have been a lot lost. Mm-hmm. But putting it in the movie added something that I can't yeah I also can't like explain what it added though yeah and it wasn't like they kept going back into flashbacks and trying to give her character development either Mm -hmm. that's kind of what I liked about those flashback scenes and like the scenes of her mom it wasn't made for character development yeah her character wasn't meant to be developed because as a child she wanted to go to Germany like no Mm -hmm. it just like added like a okay she was drawn to Germany because she was drawn to Germany like the, <laughs> the magic powers that be that she can harness because yeah. she's mother's superior. Yeah, you know? weird witch connection yeah. Yeah. that Which, we don't get explained. It, exactly, <laughs> they don't explain that either, and I'm like, oh, good job. Um, when we've got those flashbacks sort of happening, there's also like other scenes going on, and we've got the old man like looking through Patricia's diary a little closer and like looking at things that are in there, and then we've also got at the literally at the same time like Olga getting carried out by the hooks. And uh, they also there's also another following scene where the women are all talking about Dakota being special because she just basically beat the shit out of Olga randomly. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, Dakota kind of goes to Tilda's room and they have that like talk. And it's there's lots of weird foreshadowing talk in there. And she speaks of dance as like having sex with an animal. Oh, yeah. Whoa. There's all the weird talk in there. Um, just another uncomfortable scene. And then at the end of it, she like offers Dakota like the lead role in that in their dance, their main dance, and um, she starts having the nightmares after that, which is interesting. Hmm. Um, the ones that everybody imposes on her, I guess. Yeah, she plays so innocently. I'm kind of wondering if like she knew she was Suspiria the whole time, or if. I don't she think She didn't so. know. I think she came. I think she came into it. Because we were talking, or Trevor was talking about how Dakota Johnson did that interview saying she knew that she was Mother Suspiria during a scene, but she won't say which one. Mm-hmm. And he was saying it was the scene where her and Tilda were looking at each other. Yeah. Do you think that's like a scene where she maybe understands that she's Suspiria? Or I think she already knows at that point. I think she has some inclination um two other things at this point I think like because she doesn't feel like obviously she feels like an outsider in her own home in her own life so she moves away to this place that she's always had a weird connection to Mm -hmm. and she moves there and she uh, she right away like finds this place where she fits in where she hasn't fit in her her whole life kind of thing right so I feel in that sense she knows what she's doing because she's in the right spot however I don't think she knew how things were going to go from there um, I feel there is definitely a point in time. I think by the point that Tilda Swinton, like, because it is, I can't remember quite when, but 
oh, when Sarah's meeting with her in the little apartment thing that she's staying in, the hotel, mm-hmm. um, she says something to her, and I can't remember what it is, but Dakota Johnson is kind of like, oh, is that, like, French or something? Like, she doesn't understand, like, whatever the phrase was, and it mm-hmm. sounded, like, foreign to her. And then later on, like, Tilda Swinton's and her full-on conversing in French, so I feel like Tilda Swinton teaching her French in some sort of way is this indication that they both are aware of some connection they're supposed to have that no one else is supposed to have to them Mm -hmm. because no one else speaks French it's mostly German like the witches don't speak French they speak German so I don't know I felt like there was some kind of inclination as to why there's two characters that have chosen to speak in another language and not have anybody else really know what they're doing and even it's even pointed out because um they're speaking to each other like that when they're going over dance sequences and Sarah's watching them and Sarah's like, I don't... Like, you can just tell on her face. She doesn't know why she, all of a sudden she knows French fluently, yeah. right? Uh-huh. That's my rant on that. I agree with your rant. So I don't have an answer for you. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> but good inclination. Maybe it was the, the moment she could understand French. She was like, ah, yes, I have Mother Suspiria. Yeah. Oui, oui. French is exactly, isn't exactly that easy. I would say Mm-mm. Spanish is probably... Firstly, the yeah. easiest. <laughs> yeah, I think I think you need like a little bit of witchcraft in order to learn French that quickly. Yeah. So yeah, maybe it's like the magical language. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I agree with your rant. I would like to say. <laughs> um. So they're talking about there's that still they're referencing the underlying thing. Well, oh, is Marcus the head person? Is she not? Like we mm-hmm. haven't agreed to call her mother anymore. Like we don't know kind of thing there's some weird um hierarchy differences there going on and then um like it's you're found out that tilda's like sending the the dreams to to dakota at night they both got weird names and i trip over them all the time (laughs) (laughs) yeah um and there's lots of focus on dakota's dancing technique and stuff like that's where the jump scene and stuff comes in and and um there's that part where that Caroline girl can jump better and so she has a mm-hmm. seizure and then she can't jump as well anymore. They've, like, given that to Dakota. So I thought that was interesting. Uh, little witch spell thing. I thought that was pretty And then neat. her learning to jump higher scene was also... Yeah. I always thought that she was going to, like, snap her ankles on that. Like, I was, like, thinking she was going to... You gonna have no idea how many up. dancers snap their ankles exactly. jumping like that. That's why. I'm like, oh, she's going to mess up. Please don't mess up. Well, I literally watched my friend's a dancer, and I went to a performance, and it was, like, a performance, like, maybe two sets before hers. Dancer went up. Dancer came down. One foot fine. The other foot folded in half. Oh, yeah. yeah that's oh, what I was thinking was, was going to so happen, especially out. after the uh, Olga scene. Like, I wouldn't put it past them to but she's, mess her up. There's no way that it would happen to her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Any other character? Sure. Her? Mm-mm. Um, so, yeah, the, during that time, like, Sarah starts kind of conversing with the old guy, and they're sort of talking about... Because she thinks something's weird, so she finally goes and talks to this guy, because at first she's like, I don't want anything to do with you. And um, so then they she kind of figures out more inclinations just from Patricia's diary that he has and things like that. Um, what else? Yeah. Do, 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 do. I always felt nervous for the old man we went to the restaurant to meet with uh, with Sarah. Sarah, yeah. It, yeah. Just, it gave me bad vibes. I was worried for him. Mm-hmm. I was worried for that man the entire time. Yeah. Even though most of his scenes were in German. <laughs> so you have all that stuff like leading up to the performance and things like that. And then like right before the performance date, they like cut her hair all off. 
mm-hmm. which we find out later is being worn by people. Yeah, oh, those dresses see. were like that. <laughs> hmm. Um, <laughs> what? I just hate the fact of human hair being made into clothes. <laughs> and there's that part where the sick mother comes back in, and we've kind of been established that she's the mother at this point, and she's actually finally dying, and she says that her last daughter was a sin, mm-hmm. which was interesting. Um, and then there's the night of the performance where we can't find Sarah, and it turns out Sarah's not minding her own friggin' business and wandering around where she shouldn't be, so she gets her leg broken. Oh, Sarah. Which is kind of cool, because the way they do it is the floor just evaporates and then comes back and breaks her leg. So that was cool. I appreciated that. <laughs> Again. Versus her just falling and breaking it, awesome I guess. dancing, the way it was yeah, filmed Yeah, that stuff. was also really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and as someone who's, like, done stage management work, I get it, like... Don't wander off, okay? You're you're in the act. You're coming up. <laughs> A number of times I want to break someone's leg because they wandered off before their performance time. Oh, man. Did she... Was it Dakota that did that or was it somebody else? It was it was the witches, I think. I think they knew that Because I was going to she... be like, wow, how did Dakota know? You know I, I mean? think what happened was because Sarah had gone down there and she had looked at all the weird stuff they had down there, and I think she took the hook, and I think they knew it was missing, and so they had figured that someone mm. who is acting a bit differently had been down there snooping, and I think that might have been their indica- indication to think that Sarah had been snooping, and so they were willing to, like, just sort of... And, of course, Sarah's missing when the show shows yeah. up, so they're like, okay, well, obviously it's you. Yeah. I just, like, couldn't quite figure it out because Dakota seemed really f- confused by it. Um, yeah, she was definitely having happened. And I was didn't like, did have she anything to do, do with it. With it I don't yeah, think. I I wanted to double check. Yeah, because I was like, I don't know if I read into that wrong or. Yeah, I don't think she has anything to do with that. I think that's all them because she is kind of like surprised when she shows up, and of course they heal her and put her into a trance kind of thing. Like mm-hmm. they don't heal her; they seal up her leg so she this doesn't look as gross. And then they <laughs> and then she <laughs> dances like dance. a robot. Yeah, big thanks to that. <laughs> <laughs> um. And then at the same time, the well, not at the same time, but before that, I think the doctor threw the hook in the river. I can't remember if that's before or after, but at some point. But they find the hook, before. right? Yeah. yeah. They find the hook and then they find the man. Yep. And they're pissy with him because, like, it's their sacred hook or whatever. Yeah. And <laughs> That's my sacred hook. They, like, went on about him getting lure. it dirty, so I assumed it's, it's he's important to them, I guess. because he's a boy. It's cooties. <laughs> and, um... Anyway, he, he the way he gets led to the studio anyway is because his wife shows up. Mm-hmm. And it's not his wife. It's some witch incarnate that just kind of leads him to the studio. So that was interesting. And the wife is actually played by the person who plays Susie in the first, like, yeah. 70s movie. So yeah, that's interesting. Um, what else? The evil laughing again when they grab him. Yeah. This, it's, like, not the, as, like, edited mani- weird. But no, it's, it's like, maniacal. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then we've got our whole ritual scene, which is interesting, Ooh. which is a nice thing to wrap Again, up with, I guess. Great dancing. Yeah. For a little bit. <laughs> Anyways. I like how everything goes red. Yeah. Um, there's a red filter just to- That was old school. Formulate the grain. It kind of reminds me of Kill Bill when they- Yeah. everything gory, so they put yeah. it in black and white. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's all I could think of when I watched that the second time. Mm-hmm. I was like, this is kind of like Kill Bill and the violence thing. <laughs> I also like how when she went around being like- who did you vote for? Yeah. Um, you could totally tell who was going to say 
not like who like everybody else said Marcos, but you could tell the people who weren't because you could tell like there were just little clips of them being like unhappy or uncomfortable. Yeah, that's what the they said earlier. Yeah. Yeah. Um. What else? Uh, the the death demon is kind of great. I really mm-hmm. like the prosthetics there. That was cool. Oh, that Didn't was look shitty at all. I'm not <laughs> sarcastic. <laughs> um, another kind of old school demon though. That was fun. Yeah, honestly. Although Tilda Swinton, is she alive or is she dead? I think she's alive. I'm pretty sure she's alive. Yeah, although I think I'm not sure what's gonna happen to her. <laughs> probably they'll set it like you know how we're doing. It was made recently and then set in the '70s. They'll do that in like another. Another mm-hmm. 30 years and it'll be set now. And it's just Tilda Swinton, but with a giant <laughs> scar on the back of her neck. Yeah. Got She's it. back. She's timeless. <laughs> <laughs> Tilda Swinton never ages. She's immortal. She All is. right, Katie, how many, uh, what, what's your rating? What's your rating for it? I'd give it a full Michael Keaton forehead, whatever that entails. Receding hairline thing. and all. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you, Hannah? How many Bucky Barnes do I want to give this? Um, I want to give it like the moodiest Bucky Barnes. Like on a scale of one to ten Bucky's, like a good nine and a half super moody Bucky's. Not bad. Uh, I'll give it four out of five hooks to various limbs and extremities. Ugh. That's fair. All right. <laughs> oh, um, I hate that rating system. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> give it four out of five hooks. <laughs> All right. You've been, you've li- you have been listening <laughs> to the Spoilers podcast. Mm-hmm. And remember, don't be a colonizer. Get that sweet, sweet fish stick. Respect other people's houses when you're in them. Don't fall in love with robots. Be like Spider-Man and wear two suits at once. Don't host a podcast about famous serial killers. Buy a car that fits your garage. And remember, witches get stitches. <laughs> or they don't. Well, until this woman needs stitches. Yeah. And if she needs it, we all need it. <laughs> all right. See you next time. Bye. This has been a Society of Broadcasting production. To learn more, visit facebook.com slash so broadcasting and follow us on Instagram at so broadcasting.